three, two, one. Let's go! Yes! I am the host of the PB Podcast, Troy Tittlemeyer. I am joined and in the building with these guys from West Texas Boring. The story from West Texas Born, the story of these gentlemen that we sat with and, and getting to know their perspectives and know their ideas and know their thoughts and their history, fantastic show. Because there's so much about the operations and then the, the real stories of how you developed from resorts, right? <laughs> right. And you from the field and your dad and your history of the field and how that applies. You being a scratch golf, a pro golfer, and how you're all combined now. And then you all have this energy. You all have this one drive that's for the company with the company putting boreholes in the ground for fiber for water for oil and gas for the industry for us to move forward for progression in the united states at a time where we need it and it's coming you know this wave seems like it's certainly coming in. we got plenty of work stay safe i mean I'm, I'm super excited for west texas boring thanks you guys for for joining the show doing this thank you appreciate Jordan. It. thank you awesome. appreciate it what dropped out for you man talk to me luke bryan i mean uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think one of the things that, uh, about the show today, honestly, is the the camaraderie that that we have, and w we always know we have it. We always don't have the time. You know, these guys are busy; they're busy twenty four seven. And I, I really think that you know the thing that drives us is not only from from Mark and, and the leadership that he displays, uh, but just the the willingness that we have, the drive we have to to be the best at what we do. Man, and uh, that's, that's what keeps me going because these guys are putting in a hundred percent every day doing the absolute best and happy drive yeah proud I mean, yes yeah. and and we have our moments this isn't it ain't all cupcakes and rainbows <laughs> oh and, yeah you know there, there's times where we we do have disagreements but we do it in a way that is is a is best for the company and best for each other and i think that's what makes this this company the best right on by far right on michael what do, what do you think man um Man, there's uh, just the the fun the fun times we can make at work. Uh, I can't tell you how many times me and Derek have been on a location just having a ball. Just I mean, getting work done. Yeah. But just man, just just making the best of it, you know. Uh, and that's with everyone, man. It, it's I, there isn't a group of guys that I can't go to here and just. Have a blast with you know. Um, you don't always get to work with different crews. When you do, it's awesome. It's absolutely awesome. Um, that's that. That's what makes us us. I, I think. Um, right on. Just uh, a, a family. That's all we are. Really, a family. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 awesome, man. Like I can't complain. Can't complain. Right on. Right on. You know, I'm I'm just proud to be a part of this team. Um, we've got some great people here and, and I'm proud of what we built and what Mark's Mark started. Um, I've been here a little over 20 years and you know, what's funny is people, they say, where do you work? I said, West Texas is boring. They say, uh, -huh, so you're a boring guy. Yeah. <laughs> no, there ain't nothing boring about what I do, but I get it all the time. But no, I'm just, it's a great company. Proud to be here. Right on, right on. Who's going to carry the legacy? You're right. Who's, where's the next 20 years going? Where's the next 40 years going? Who's carrying the legacy long past Mark? And, and, and what's next? Is there more family? Or is there somebody else going on? What's, going, what's the future look like there? I, I would say I think it's these guys right here. It, it's, it's the Michaels. It's the Derricks. It's the Chris's. It's the Josh's. Uh, those are the men and, and the people that are here, that have been here, have lived it and, and, and breathed it and 
right. blood, sweat, and tears, man. They're the ones that are going to carry on. Right. On. And uh, that's what's exciting about the company is you know, we, we do look long-term, and uh, there's some great things for West Texas Boring coming. Yeah, I mean, you guys carrying the legacy, you know, with, with honor and integrity and, you know, moving forward with your life and, and displaying that with whoever's coming up behind you guys, you know, like what an exciting future for you guys man i can feel it you know you you carry that legacy from mark it's in you yeah mm-hmm. and you're reflecting that and you've inspired me for sure and i'm excited for west texas boring too man this episode is brought to you by atlas Atlas is the Permian Basin's leading maintenance and repair service center. We provide full-service bumper-to-bumper maintenance, repair, and diagnostics for all makes and models of the most in-demand cars, trucks, and SUVs. We also provide the same full-service solutions to keep your fleet running and 100% DOT compliant. Our pump division also provides the industry with the shortest turnaround times, keeping your transfer and injection pumps in the field where they belong. Our technicians and staff are eager to work with you and are willing to do what you need when you need it. Parts, service, and a desire to exceed your expectations are what set us apart from the rest. Call Atlas today at 432-245-5858 or visit us at www.atlas-ustx.com. This episode is brought to you by Bell Geospace. Bell Geospace has the gravity data that you need in the Permian Basin to see the structures below your reservoir, to see the structures in the reservoir and above. It's all connected. It all has a lot to say and a lot to do with how much oil, brine, or gas you're getting. You need the data to make better wells. You got to contact Julianne Sharples, Sharples at bellgeo.com or go to bellgeo.com, check out their data, check out what they're providing in their FTG, full tensor gravity gradiometry, The data is very high resolution. We did an exciting show, episode 91 with Bell Geospace, interpreting some of that data. Contact them today. Drill better wells. Let's go. This episode of PBE Podcast is brought to you by our friends at Geolog. Geolog offers cost-effective, lab-quality, quantitative, real-time formation evaluation and reservoir characterization solutions to improve well placement, production forecasting, and optimizing of completions. They even have a service that can monitor bitware while drilling. I've actually utilized their services while drilling wells in the Permian Basin, and we were highly impressed with the data acquisition process and the quality of the interpretations. These guys at Geolog are passionate about the data they collect each day at every well site. They've been doing it for 40 years. They are passionate about drill cuttings, passionate about mud gas data, passionate about what the data means and how the data can add value to an asset. They probably collect the most amount of drill cuttings and mud gas data globally each day of any privately owned surface mud logging company. Geolog always employ a consistent quantitative analytical methodology, whether on the well site or back at the lab. So data collected at one well can be compared in another well. We'll be doing a podcast with Dr. Guy Oliver, Geolog's Director of Energy Transition and Data Science, who will be talking more about what Geolog does and diving more into the types of data they collect. We are officially starting the conception part of the PBE podcast. West Texas, boring. I appreciate you guys allowing us in here, bringing the equipment. Absolutely. 
And uh, the opportunity to talk to each of you guys and get your story. This is when I get to sit back and I just get to listen. We'll start with Michael. Go ahead and tell us who you are and, and how you got here and what's going on, man. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, uh, my name is Michael Contreras. Been here, man. Ryan probably knows more than I do. I mean, I, 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 it's, it's been I'm a while. I'm pretty sure it's, it's 06. But yeah, it, it, yeah, so it's 2006. Yeah, 2006. So approaching 20 years. Uh, yeah, um, I had a little section where I went out, went to work for Halliburton, but, man, came, came right back and been here ever since. Uh, Where'd you come from? Um, as I've, I've grown up here in Odessa. Is that right? Yeah, so I'm – Your parents were in oil and gas? Or? Uh, my, my dad. He, okay. uh, he started out welding um, – Man, when I was in junior high, he we used to live out by Lubbock, a little little farm town, Sudan. Right on. Um, my dad got a job out here. We moved in after he did, and been here ever since. And he's he's still welding, so he does the same thing. He works on pooling units. Right on. So right uh, after high school or during high school, you were just in the fields and, and getting experience. No, out of high school, I went to uh, I went to college. I, I did a couple years. I have an associates of applied science and automotive technology. So Whoa. I've always I'm, I've always been a a gearhead car guy anything with wheels man i i want six of them <laughs> let's uh, go <laughs> did that for a couple of years worked at the the local ford Sul ford here um got tired of it turned out i don't like to work on minivans and compact cars uh so did a little bit of everything man went to working on a drilling rig tried that wow, for for a year um my parents hated it my dad hated it he was a welder so he's like man come work with me Get off like, that all right, I'll give, I'll give it a try. So I, I went to welding with him, did that for a few years, um, met up with, with one, of my, one of my buddies who also works here, Curtis, his other field superintendent. Is uh, that right? He was he had just started working here, and he's like, man, he's like, it's it's pretty awesome. You Is know? that so I, right? I went down there and uh, started working here. Wow. It's, it's been awesome. It, it, it's a little bit of everything here. It's, it's not just you come in and you do the same thing every day or, you know, hey, you'll be in this station today. It's it's one day you're in texas the next day you're you know eight hours away you're what doing this the? so it's it's uh it's it's interesting man you get to see a bunch of outdoors i'm an outdoors guy so right I, on that's that's a lot of it for me man we get to see right a bunch on. of cool spots rivers creeks right on uh it's 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 awesome i mean it, you get your counterpart out in the field the other yeah, field yeah. supervisor is a buddy of yours for a long time like yeah yeah we've been uh, he, he, he's my best friend, you know. We, dude, it's awesome. That worked it, out. That 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 makes it even even better working. Yeah, here, you know? uh, yeah. You're like, damn it, get get on your ass. Yeah, I'm tired yeah. of you calling yeah. in all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's never been that way, man. It's 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 always been, man. There's something to do. Let's from get the get it. go, man. We yeah. literally, hey, they got to move that truck. Me and him racing to go get after it. Who's gonna get it first? Oh, who's gonna do this first? It's it's always been that way. It's always been in good fun, man. Just so explain or like break down like what is West Texas boring then? Like what do you do every day? What are you supervising? Like you um, know? man, just uh, as as far as as what we do, you know, we we pick up where where uh, pipeline companies can't can't cross. So there's line crossings, you know, uh, line corridors where there's four or five gas lines fuel lines whatever lines there are um whenever they come in and, and dig stuff out or trench stuff out with their trenchers they can't just trench across that stuff so mm -hmm. they can they call us to come in and make a hole under whatever they're trying to cross what we pull their product through they can tie into each end and keep on keep on going so you guys make little horizontal wells like under pipes Where it's, it's horizontal drilling yes sir it's it's what it's just like a downhole rig only sideways 
Uh, Man, I didn't know. I, I was thinking boring, like cylinders, like motor making. I'm like, you know, I, I'm just coming into this. Yeah, thinking, yeah. You know, well, no, boring. It's, it's, you know? it's, it's just downhill drilling only sideways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad was heavy machinery operator in California forever, and it was pipelines. And yeah, yeah. Constantly doing that under the ground stuff. And yes, sir. Right on. Okay, yes, sir. I, that is cool. That is cool. So. When you go horizontal in a little uh, the the machine, how big of a hole can you make? Um, almost as big as you want, really. I mean, really, uh, man. The, the biggest hole I've cut personally has probably been forty something inches. Is that right? Uh, I, I know we've we've cut a lot bigger than that. <laughs> Crawl through the company. That. Oh yeah, yeah. We've we've, we've had to. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. Rochambeau. I don't know. It's, I don't, it's, I'm not feeling good about this. Yeah. So, no. No. Man, it, you it's, go. As it's, it's part of the job, it's kind of a it's kind of a challenge. Like you know, you know. We we've, we've got to get it done no matter what. We, we yeah. don't we don't that's pull right. out of jobs. We don't ever do that. That's not that's not right. who we are. We've that's never right. been that way. Unless there's a safety issue, of course. Yeah, yeah. Well, safety's always it, it's it's got to be number one. I mean, it's, right. it's yeah. We I talked mean, they're, about they're, this with the railroad commission last night. The candidates were talking about you know how do you how do you improve safety? How's the railroad commission involved in that? They're like, well, you know, people and service companies and operators just have to at the end of the day stand there and go, you know what? I think this is not safe enough and we're not going to get it done today but man i i I run an oil and gas lease down in south texas and i i I was the one who put the electrical in i was the one that was you know rebuilt this old lease and that is not an option all the time it's that's right right that's right i gotta get this done you know Uh, we're here to get a job done and i'm gonna teeter on this ladder and just get it done or whatever it takes so i mean it it happens right how do you With all your experience, how do you kind of how do you handle that situation? What's your suggestion? Um, to I the mean, industry? I mean, first of all, I mean, when when we come across a problem that big, I mean, my first call is Derek. Okay. Hey, man, I've come to a stopping point. I've exercised all my options that I know have, you know. Yep. Here's so what's going my on. next call is, hey, Derek. Well, you know, I I need your assistance now. Where what what would you do in this situation? Uh, right on. Derek comes and, in, you're just like, all right, what you assess the situation, you try to get it from a, a different perspective, maybe they miss something. Yeah, I mean, uh, with all the experience all our guys have, we we can put our all our heads together and come up with a solution. Uh has there been always. the the solution of you know what, just walk, you know, let's let's just take the day off, let's think about this, let's hold off. And the operator's going, what the hell's going on? Or somebody's calling you, and you're like, hey, we gotta, we got to think about this. Sometimes there's that situation where you just got to step back from it and clear your head and, and uh, kind of regroup, you know. But uh, we, we always come up with a solution, and uh, we've always uh, – one of our mottos is we don't leave till the job is done. And uh, that, that one always sticks with me. Right on. Yeah. Right on. Cool. How far of a service area do you guys have? Like we're all anywhere you want to go, man. What we've got? Where are your jobs right now? Like where are all the jobs? We just we just finished up a project. Uh, We were in eighteen months. We're in Louisville, Kentucky. What Um, Kentucky? Yeah, we had up to five five crews working there. Holy Uh, cow! We had a yard there for eighteen months. Uh, uh, That job just completed in December, and uh, we brought everybody back. Um, right after that, uh, Louisville, Kentucky job, we started up a job in commerce, Georgia. Um, so we were out there for what, five months Yeah. in commerce, Georgia. So we got wheels, we got wheels. We'll go where the customers want us to go. Wow. Dang. How do you guys get that information out there? How did they contact, how does someone in Georgia contact you in in West Texas? When you do good work, the word travels fast. Uh, the pipeline utility world is a, is a small world. 
And, and when you have a name like West Texas Boring and you do the kind of work we do, the, the word just travels fast. Right on. we got to adjust your mic, put a little closer. Yeah. Turn it. All right. There we go. Right on. Uh, okay, so we got a good feel for, you know, West Texas Boring as uh, Michael kind of broke us down and, and the day-to-day on that. That was, that was pretty fascinating, your experience of kind of handling out in the field. It's a big deal, you know, the disconnect sometimes between field and the guys in the office and certainly the guys above the guys in the office, you know, the CEOs. And how's communication? How do you guys do that as a company? How do you guys, you know, manage the from the field, from the boots on the ground to the decisions that the CEOs or VP, you know, is making? How do you do you do that? I mean, as as far as field guys, I mean, uh, our our communication goes to Derek. And then from there, he. I don't know. It's it's he carry he carries it from there. I mean that's that's where uh where I go. And then from there he he knows what to do from there. Yep. Magic would, happens, he makes the magic yeah. happen. I would say one of the things that uh Mike and the team does very well is uh the daily meetings every morning. They they're JSAs. Uh that's the opportunity they have to communicate to their teams about uh, opportunities, the hazards, et cetera, the, the, the job, the task, what's, yeah. what's happening for the day. So I think that's one way that we communicate. Uh, and, you know, in any company, it's never easy. That's one of the hardest parts of any organization is the level of communication. How does it filter down from the top to two of the guys in the field? Mm-hmm. And uh, But I think that's, as a company and any company, especially West Texas Boring, that's a continual improvement opportunity that we see. Uh, and again to me we we do a good job we can be better again continue improvement is is the key right uh, when it comes to communication right so what's your story let's start from the beginning man it's it's pretty interesting uh from the fact that i didn't know jack squat about boring hdd auger boring i had no clue honestly troy and uh I spent uh, 22 years in resort hospitality management. What, uh, dude? <laughs> it's a crazy story. Uh, You've been all over, I, over I, all over the world, brother, these I, badass I, resorts. I've been all over, man, from Georgia, Florida, Tennessee, uh, Kentucky, Texas. Oh, uh, you should be a travel agent, man. Can I, I should by now. Can you would I think call I should. <laughs> yeah, yeah, call call brother up. You know, <laughs> what's crazy is that uh, I was in director of operations uh, for these. Uh, resorts across the country and um, working with amazing people, thousands of employees. Um, and I ended up at Horseshoe Bay Resort and uh, just outside of northwest of Austin, Texas. Uh, and I spent uh, about six and a half years at Horseshoe Bay Resort. And the interesting story there is that uh, Mark Jones, uh, the owner of this company, majority owner, uh, he met my wife, who's a realtor. <laughs> In Horseshoe okay. Bay. Okay. And uh, the interesting part about that was that uh, uh, Mark and I became friends and uh, such a personal guy. The guy is amazing. I mean, he, he uh, we'll get into more of him later, but yeah. it, it's like he, he called me and said, hey, would you come work for me? Give me give you is an opportunity. Right? And I said, at first I was like, no way. I'm, I, I know nothing about oil and gas. I, I know nothing about what you do. And a couple months later he calls me again and says, come on, get, come on and help me. We, we need some help here. And so uh, I came on board uh, almost four years ago here at West Texas Boring and learned the lay of the land, met these amazing people, uh, Michael and Derek and Curtis's. And I mean, I can name all these guys because yeah. we're, we're very family oriented. Uh, we work hard. We play hard. 
and uh <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll say that you know use that term loosely but it, it's like the, the, we're family here these guys are amazing people right, and i've right. been around a lot of people i i've had a lot of employees uh that that i've worked with and colleagues and you won't find any better people here than in the permian basin I'll, yeah. I'll say that right now that's that yeah. bottom line period <laughs> yeah there's, there's definitely a culture you know there's yeah. there's something definitely special with the permian basin you know the community the people have you know, I did a podcast with the mayor of Midland, and we talked about that. And it's just kind of yeah. like you, you you see it. You know, they, they we realize how important this inter- industry is. We realize how important the day-to-day is and what we do, right? And we're proud of that. And, right. and it works hard. We make a living by that. And it ain't going nowhere. No. It's not going anywhere. And we're all doing our best. And, man, what a, a, a good attitude to have. And some people get offended by that attitude, right? The Texan attitude. Right, right. <laughs> Hold on. You know what I mean? We're, 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 we're creating the energy that you're using. You know, right. if you, you want it to be so convenient. That's right. Come out in the boots in the ground. <laughs> come out and actually smell this stuff and figure out how it works. And then you you might get an attitude. You might get some culture in your life. You know, there's culture here. There's there's history here. There's generations of, you know, doing it right and and being accountable and and having those values. You know what I mean? Like, there's so much to learn from the experience of the Permian Basin. That's that's why we do this podcast. Like, it's always fascinating to talk to you guys and, and hear that and hear these stories and how it comes together, dude. It's, love this. Well, I think the cool thing, too, is, you know, we always hear the, the term brother's keeper. And I think that in this company in particular, specifically, they we live by that. I mean, we do watch out for one another at work and off work. Yeah. And I think that, again, that speaks to, and that's a testament to the people of the community, to the Permian Basin, the Delaware, the Eagleford. Right. Uh, I mean, that's that's what makes it special. Yep. And it has to start from the top down. I wish I could meet right. Mark, and maybe one day we will do a podcast on Mark we, just to get capture that, capture so. his his, you know, persona you know like who that man is because you guys are inspired by it obviously the 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 communication in the company's positive you know how does that happen it's not a it's not every story that you get sometimes people are like man it was totally effed up right the communication the company was bad no nothing was transparent so when it comes to information and transparency right communication like the conversation between you as vp and the ceo of mark behind the door you know that's not the communication or the transparency, in my opinion, that we're talking about. It's the information that you guys are using in that conversation that I think should be transparent, right? Everybody right. knows what information you have going into that conversation, mm-hmm. and you trust that the VP and the CEO are going to make the right call. So you're transparent in information in this company. Is that safe to say? Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah. and the great thing about this company, too, is the, uh, the level of empowerment that uh, we have as a company. I, I feel like you know, if, if the decision came where Michael had to make a decision uh, for the be- best of the company, we trust Michael to make that decision. Uh, you know, and the same with Derek as vice president even. If he's got to make a decision that's for the best of the company, we trust him. And I know Michael, myself, the rest of the team, is we're, we've got his back. And I think that's what, again, that's what's special about the company. Right on. Good segue into uh, into your story, man. I got to hear it. I know you're <laughs> scratch golfer. Oh, man. Come on, dude. Oh, he is. to me, yeah. <laughs> um, my name is Derek Persley. Um, I uh, have a... Uh, interest, interesting background as my uh, my dad was a golf professional at uh, we grew up in a small town in Andrews just 30 miles north of here yeah uh, my dad was a head golf pro there for 25 years um, so I grew up 
since I was a kid, that's all I've ever known was, was golf. And, uh, West I carried this golf, West Texas golf. Yeah. <laughs> Hit it low, baby. Uh, but I grew up around the golf course. I mean, from a little kid, I was, uh, I, my dad always had me working at the golf course. I was putting up all the carts at night, picking up range balls since when I was about six, uh, <laughs> The, the members of the golf course would laugh at me because I had to sit on the edge of the seat of the golf cart to reach the pedal because I was so little. Yeah, the steering wheel was above my head. I had to look through the steering wheel to see where I was going. But it, There you were, though, picking I, up balls, man, st- doing your part. I still run into people today that knew me when I was that little, and they're like, I remember you when you were a little kid, you know, putting all right. those carts up. My dad, he'd trust me with everything, like too right. much, really. Yeah. Like, like nowadays, you know, you can't let your kids run in the street, but – Right. I was, you know, doing everything. <laughs> Wherever I wanted to go, I was doing it when I was a kid. Wow. So right on. I always had that kind of self-motivation to, you know, get stuff done. And uh, anyway, so I, I played golf through high school. Uh, did did pretty good. Uh, uh, we had Chad Campbell. He plays on the PGA Tour. Uh, he almost won a Masters. He's won three times on tour. We're Jeez. pretty tight uh, in high school. Is that right? And uh, yeah, we played a lot of golf together. Uh, he went to Midland College, and uh, actually, f- he's a couple years older than me. But I followed him to Midland College on a golf scholarship. Uh, we we won a national championship my freshman year at Midland College, right? Which on. was which was good good time. Was it a good match? You guys just crushed them. Yeah, we. We we did pretty good, man. Uh, we <laughs> won a lot it, of tournaments. Just say it. You <laughs> humble, uh, humble dude. And then uh, from Midland College, I went on to uh, UTEP in El Paso. Is that right? Oh, yeah. dude, the Franklin Mountains, man. Those yeah, rocks are yeah. legit. Played. Uh, I went there for the weather, and uh, man, they had really good golf team there. Is that right? And uh, and had a it was really good experience. Uh, graduated from UTEP there, playing golf. Uh, got a. Uh, had a degree in business management. Okay. Uh, still wasn't focused on a career at that point. All I was thinking about was golf. So, turned pro. Um, you were going for it. Played uh, every day. Played three years on tour. Jeez. Um, and uh, then started a family. So three years in. Three years in, I said, "Man, I, I better, I better find a different career." And uh, funny thing, like. Uh, I went to tour school my third year, and I, it was kind of like, you know, we're gonna do this or we're gonna forget it, you know. So I didn't, I didn't get through second stage, and uh, so I said, well, I'm, I'm done. I'm gonna find a job, but I didn't really know what I was gonna do yet. Mm-hmm. So I was actually here in town. I was picking up range balls for. I think six fifty an hour. Still uh, couldn't, he still can see with with a that degree. Wheel. <laughs> with a degree, <laughs> I can see over the steering wheel now. Uh, seriously, I was picking up range balls with a college degree at night, and looking yeah. for a job during the day. Yeah, and I ran into Mark at the driving range. Uh, I I knew Mark from golf. From you know, I'd been around Odessa and Midland. He knew my dad and stuff like that, and. He just kind of asked me, hey, what are you going to do? And I was like, man, I'm not sure, you know. I've got a degree, but, you know, I'm mechanical, but, you know, all I know how to do is play golf and work on stuff. And he was like, you'll fit right in with me. I said, oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, he, he uh, I came to work for him. 
and uh that was in 2001 whoa i never even owned a pair of steel toe boots before i didn't ever even own a pair of boots Wow. So, so showed up in golf shoes yeah yeah pretty much he took me out to a job and dropped me off with a pair of boots and and we just kind of went from there uh uh it's from day one i was very interested in the industry how they could drill under a road and steer that bit across there yeah and install a pipe under a highway yeah. i was like man this is pretty cool you know <laughs> yeah, that's i mean that's modern um, like marvel and there's just innovation right there's there. so many things going on that it takes to to get that job done and like mike was saying you know we're we're not only uh drillers you know we're truck drivers yeah you know um we're locators you know we're welders we're mechanics you know, mechanics i mean there's just so many things going on and and like me and mike are a lot alike like that like we're not just one thing you know yeah you might be the vp but tomorrow you might be over there welding casing you know right and, and that's what's interesting about this uh this place west texas boring and and the industry is there's just so many different things that you you can learn and what then you can do yeah you know it's not you're not stuck to being i'm just a welder every day no it's yeah. something different every day and that's what that's what keeps us interested in you know in this company yeah, yeah. doesn't feel like work maybe i it's think that's just... what gives us the edge is is our guys that we have out i mean <clears throat> We can go out there with two guys. We can do a full turnkey job. We've got the, the operator can can dig anything he needs to dig, do the bore, weld the casing, Jeez. get everything lined up, pull it, clean everything up, and be gone in in a day. You know what? I mean, it's uh, that's that's what kind of gave us that that edge. I think is having good guys that lead each crew that can do anything. Machine breaks down. Let's get we, on it. We get our tools. We fix it. I mean, every once in a while, whenever, whenever we, we've reached our end, you know, hey man, I, I I can't fix this any further, or I can't figure it out. Then I'll give the mechanic a call. Right. For the most part, everything we can fix, and that's that's one thing we try to show our guys, is that we're not just, I'm not just going to sit on a drilling machine and drill. Right. I mean, I I'm going to drill. I'll locate. We, we can do everything yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we we do everything we can until we've reached our limit and then then we'll call the mechanic in that's yep. that's i think that's been uh our edge to help help us out because we've got guys that can do anything is that like mark driving that that's um, how we yeah, yeah i mean whenever i first started i mean mark was you couldn't tell mark apart from from one of the hands he was sweating. He was welding. He was in the hole. He was digging. He was shoveling. I mean, there, there was right when you on. see guys work like that, that's infectious. You see Derek. Yeah. Derek runs around like crazy, and 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 man, it's just that's motivation for us. Yes, and that, I, that's that's where we get that from. Yes, seeing sir. seeing them guys do it, and it's just like, man, that's that's awesome. That's how you lead. That's you right. lead by example. Right. On. That's yeah. That's, that's the that's fire. What we do. That's that, the fire that, that, that drives the fire, us. man. That that's is wow. Fire. Like he said, man. He's already been to two different locations, and it's what, like nine something? Yeah, yeah. So it's it's hell? it's 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 <laughs> that, that that kind of you know. There's there's no excuse. I mean, you, you, no. the guys can't come in and say, "Oh man, I can't do this." That's that's not an excuse, you know. Right. It's yeah. it's it's got to get done. There's a way to do it. 
if you can't figure it out, let's let's get our heads together. Let's let's get it done. Yep, and that's how the return customers. That's how business. That's, that's how right. successful business rolls. Because the operators are going, wait a minute. You know, all of a sudden you can't fix it, and I got to wait two days. Yeah. But you guys are like, no, we got. You know, you yep. just keep going. Yep. You you get it fixed. So your result results based, man. I mean, that's such an interesting. I got a. I felt like the room got brighter when you were talking about that because the when you're leading by example, a true leader like Mark clearly is. Yep. He had this ability to be this reflection that was inspiring. You know, he his just he, who he was was inspiring the group around him. And now you're doing it. And now you're doing it. And now you're doing it. Right? The whole building is just like this, like yeah. like energy feed. And, yeah. and we're going to do the best today. And it's uh, it's just you don't say it, but everybody knows. And that's the energy. That's the level everyone operates. That's, that's right. I think you know we talk about mottos, and I've heard Derek say this: "Let's let's be great every day." You know, no matter what comes our way, let's be great every day. And and I, I, I that feeds down from from Mark all the way down, and you can tell just the, the guys care; they yep. genuinely care. Yeah, that's be, be great every shot. That's where you come yes. from. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's right. Now, that's right. all right, going back to your story real quick. Your do you have your best Juarez Mexico story? Just want to know. Which one? Walking down a dark alley and can't walk straight or what? <laughs> You're lucky to be here um, right now. Hey, man, it was different it back was then. It was a different time. It was a different time back then. Mexico was good. Now, we had a lot of guys from, from Juarez that were on our team, or we had a few guys, so we had someone to lead us around down there. Right. But, on. man, I remember going to the market down there and drinking – quarter beers and eating chips and salsa man that was awesome wow yeah but it's it's not the same there anymore you wow. know it's different wow but it was fun we right had on. some good times down there <laughs> right on. uh all right the history of you know west texas boring and to mark you know getting a drill down segment of this kind of the the beginning what how does that story go and and please you guys interact with each other because i know you've heard these stories and heard the timelines probably but maybe something that we miss or a story that is not said let's let's talk about it let's rock it back to the very beginning where does this all begin well i'll start and you guys can can fill in uh <clears throat> west texas boring started uh by a gentleman by the name of bill harrington and uh bill had been a had worked for el paso natural gas as an inspector um and he wasn't ready to retire so he got to that point troy that he was like, I want to do more with my life. I'm a, you know, I think at that point he was 60, 61, 62, three years old, yeah, somewhere in there. Dad's age. Yeah. yeah and he's, he's like, you know, I'm not, I'm not ready to retire. I want to do something more. So he started, uh, developing a, a boring machine in his garage. And, um, from that point he, he felt like he had the opportunity out here in the Permian basin to, to do something with it. And, uh, he started West Texas Boring. Where Mark comes into play is that uh, Bill Harrington was uh, Mark's, that was Mark's grandfather. Oh. And, and so uh, Mark learned the business. Yeah, I think Mark came here uh, around 1979, 1980, and uh, he learned the business from his grandfather. And uh, so, and, and uh, Mark's, gosh, he, he, he's told me so many great stories about Bill, but one of the funny things that I can recall, and I'll share more history, and these guys can jump in, but I remember, I recall Mark telling me a story at breakfast one morning that, you know, Grandpa uh, Bill would not let anybody curse. There was never a cuss word said, wow. ever. And if you did, 
uh, he'd shake your hand and or not even shake your hand, just say, well, you're, you're done. J- wow. Job's over. Good luck. Drop you off where you're at and, and move forward. Uh, but, you know, he was he was an innovator. He, he was a leader. He was he had that mindset that, you know, he, he was going to give it all he got no matter what. And that's what's so cool about this story is that, yeah. uh, you know, here we are today, the three of us sitting here with you, Troy, uh, because of Bill Harrington. And then uh, that filtered, obviously, into Mark, and Mark took the company to another level. And uh, so as these guys talk about Mark, that's that's pretty much the history uh, well, as far as how it started. Mark? You know, <laughs> was Mark in the same room? <laughs> you know, <laughs> Mark's a little more laid back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll put it that yeah, a little more laid back. Uh, yeah, well, but, isn't that interesting? The history yeah. you imagine this man that you know says a cuss word and, and that just turns. Yeah, around. he just says, "Nope, you're oh, out." Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't care what else you bring to this thing, you're out because yeah. of that. Yeah, it's you pretty know, interesting. Like, <laughs> that's that's an interesting time. You yeah. know, that it's a whole other world in the, you know back then. They, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, they they would even at one point, uh, Bill and, and Mark, uh, Mark would tell me a story about how they'd pick up some guys at the gas station that needed a job for the day, yep. just you know, rent them for the day basically, yeah. and uh, they they get in the truck and go to a job and uh, drop them off, you know, at that same station. You know, if they stayed for a couple of days, great. If they stayed for a couple of weeks, I think uh, I recall a story Mark telling me how there was uh, a gentleman that had worked here for nearly eight or nine years doing that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, so, it, and again, we, it wasn't a large company back then, mm-hmm. but it was built and, and based on hard work, great work ethics, you know, uh, determination, uh, and, and a confidence that you, you, it's instilled in them and then it filtered down. How about like stories that you guys remember of the real bad times or stories of the real good times? You know, how did this company ride these incredibly complex waves that were you know felt worldwide right when oil spikes and when oil crashes it's it's nationwide it's definitely in this citywide and it's worldwide you know these global politics and all that how you guys remember any stories like this just really hard times really good times mark talks about a story all the time um about how he was only he was the only person on the payroll at one point um, we had no work and he basically had no money at one point. And one of our top customers called him and said that he had bores in Arizona and Mark loaded up by himself and went to Arizona to do bores. And he said that was the make maker breaking point of West wow. Texas boring. Holy cow. And he relates back to that customer all the time and whatever they need we'll drop everything we're doing for that customer because they saved this company. Oh man, I get a chill thinking about that. Yeah. You know, how close that this and this conversation was almost actually not possible. Correct. It never happened. Mark held it together. And he held it together. Whew, against all odds. I can't even imagine, man. I mean, I would love to sit down and hear that. You know, what was really going on? How did you really do that? Because you get stress in all oh, the man. personal ways and all the outside ways and, you held it together man and yeah wow that's cool so that's a that's a bummer of a uh, not a bummer of a story but a success and and a real thing you know everything can go and this company is there this company's ready to go and now you're expanding even further you know you should have some more stability even if it did crash but it looks like it's not going to let's be honest right? right the price is 
going up and it seems to be stabilizing, if not going up even further, because the demand is screaming back the reality of kind of how this COVID thing has gone and where the future is going. Yeah, the new renewables didn't step up. We didn't see the solars, you know, replace these coal burning cities. Even in America, it didn't happen. Right. Apparently, we're not ready, right? It's safe to say. <laughs> safe to say. <laughs> that we're just not ready for that technology. Yeah. So, Well, e- even, even with that, I think uh, <clears throat> we all know how the market's been here in the last couple of years, right? Yeah. Up and down, kind of, or most, a, lot, a lot down. A mystery. Yeah, just all over the place. <clears throat> Man, we, we're, we're diverse. We're not just oil and gas. We're, we can go out and do a water line for a rancher. We can, we can work any, any type of utility. Yeah, fiber. Uh, that job in Kentucky you know, that that was that was a, a fiber job. So that was mm-hmm. nothing to do with oil, gas, nothing. We were setting in uh, fiber optics all around Louisville. We did the whole the backbone infrastructure for for Louisville. Um, uh, yeah, I mean it's 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 not just oil and gas. We we've got man, we can we can go anywhere and do anything, and especially nowadays with everything going five G and this and that, and who knows what's going to be next, you know. Uh, <clears throat> right. With everything that's getting put underground, now it's not just uh, we're putting stuff underground. Well, there's years and years of infrastructure underground. You can't just dig across it. That's right. You've got to bore across it. And so, so it, it's just nowadays. It's I've already I've done bores under my own bores before. So we're already <laughs> getting to that point to where I'm drilling under a line that I've already drilled in. So tell me a little bit about the technology, the how you actually see the subsurface, right? You need to locate these complex pipes that were put in the 70s or some shit, and you're trying to figure out where they are, what depth, how big. You know, what's the technology? Is it sonic? Is <laughs> Sometimes it, it's witching sticks. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. I, hey, dude, you're not I lying. I am not lying. Sometimes all the technology in the world cannot find a water line. You pull out some witching sticks, bam, we got it. What's the science behind witching sticks? I have no idea. Did you sticks? use witching sticks? Do we have a Absolutely. pair of witching sticks Absolutely. that I can see right now? We were, we were in Kentucky. We were looking for a water line for, uh, we were probably going on three days. The water company had no records of their water line. So after a while, we tell them, man, we're, we can't just keep on looking for your line. We're wasting resources yeah. and time. Yeah. We pull out witching sticks and start following it from the last place we know it's at. And sure enough, it, it got us. To the water line, we found it. It was crazy. They had no records of it. I guess the the company was saying that one of their mayors had come in and tossed all their paper records or something like that, but they had no idea. They literally said, we have no idea where this water line is, and this feeds this town. What the So it's not an option to try to drill around it. We have to see it. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) But, I mean, uh, then again, there's there's locators that, that find lines that are deep. So, I mean, there's... The technology's out there and it's getting better and better. Um, it's it's, it's almost like a like a sonar type sometimes. Okay. You know, it's it's Sound. Um, you can put like a, a power junction box onto a line somewhere where they have um, what are they called, Derek? Where they hook up to the line, like uh, like a little test, test station. Lead. Yeah, test, test leads. Lead. So on on these lines, they have test leads that come up. You can put power to that box and it emits a certain ringtone uh-huh. that these line that these machines pick up as you walk across so you can kind of find lines that way <clears throat> but they don't always work the steel lines are pretty easy for them to locate yeah uh, ping real hard off that steel yeah and then a lot of the 
HDPE lines or poly lines, they'll have a they'll have a wire on them that they can hook oh, up to yeah, and, I've heard and trace that. the wire. A little copper line that yeah. spiral through the. The tough ones are the HDPEs that don't have a wire. What's an it's, HDPE? It's plastic pipe. Yeah, and which is plastic. used a lot in the oil field. Uh, it's just. If you ever drive so, down any road around here, you'll see like the four-inch plastic lines that going down the fence line. Sometimes there's ten of them. <laughs> that's a that's a poly. That's, that's HDPE. A poly HDPE. Oh, poly and HDPE. No, the same. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Sorry. And uh, and fiber fibers pretty. They're pretty good about locating fiber. They can. They have the technology to locate that. But a poly line with water is that what was hard to find with? And you needed the witchings. Which is it, it was a super old just water line that uh steel. Steel, uh, yeah, it was a steel line. yeah. They 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 had no, they didn't even know where to start looking for it. That's that was their and it their fed deal. The city, yeah, yeah, dang, yeah. yeah it was uh, a <laughs> pressure on you, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's 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 a mess sometimes in those in those bigger cities, man. That's it's a mess. They have, there's lines everywhere. It's it's so what hap like so is regulatory for you guys because you're you're putting in these lines and obviously the you guys are dealing with how difficult it is to find the old lines has the process or policy are these witching sticks you know how to use those no. Yeah, yeah. Oh, those are welding. Uh, man, deals. what we usually use is uh, also uh, locating flags. Whenever lines go out there and or companies go out there and locate their lines, they have to put flags where their where their lines are. Okay. And uh, we use those too. I mean, anything really, really metal, just put a bend in it like this, sometimes a little bit bigger, just holding your hand loosely. You're walking, come and then on. whenever those things start to come together. Come on. Yeah, That's like a it's, Ouija it's, board it's, shit, yeah, man. man. I don't know how <laughs> it works. Sometimes it works. <laughs> it works. I, I hate when they have to bring them out, but, man, it's – and do you like trade off? Because I'm like, you know, I don't know how loose are you holding these things? That, you know, what's oh, going on? Oh, yeah. It's all in the grip, There's man. never just one person. One person finds it. <laughs> nah, give me those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone has their turn. That is <laughs> but funny, it's, man. yeah, it, it's sometimes that's the way it goes. That. Sometimes yeah. that's the way it goes. We got to get out on the camera and location and, and watch this happen and then put a shovel in the ground and, and see if yeah. it's there. Yeah. Right on. Okay, so back to the question, back to my curiosity, because last night we talked with the candidates for the primary of the Railroad Commission. The commi the next commissioner's seat is up, so Wayne Christian's seat is up, and he might be replaced, or he might be the, the guy that goes for the next six years, and there's three of them, three commissioners, and the commissioner sets policy, right? They, they're the rules, not the law, the rules, right, of the oil field and how operators run things, and Certainly, uh, they have a division that's all about pipe and, and putting things in the ground. So do you guys work with the Railroad Commission? Um, how does that, how's your relationship with the Railroad Commission? They've got their rules, and we got to follow them. Right. I mean, <clears throat> they've sets got sets. These, who yeah. sets the standards and the policies? Uh, and that's that, a good That, question. I don't know. That's, that's, it's just rules we all got to follow. I've had them come out on my jobs before when we were drilling under creeks, you know, and rivers and stuff but yeah. typically they're not too involved in our day-to-day -day stuff okay um what about okay so so the i mean that one railroad commissioner she's too busy riding that pump jack so <laughs> oh. <laughs> i don't think you she's gonna be on any of my uh, jobs you saw that huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, can we get that on the screen real quick in case somebody missed that <laughs> uh yeah no she was there she was live last night 
Uh, I thought you were talking about Christy Raddick, and I said, no, nah, okay, not talking about her. <laughs> I, get, I get it. Uh, so, all right, so back to the question and, and really a concern for, and the reality of what we're talking about. You have really old infrastructure. In some cases, it's actually feeding the water to a city, and it's not recorded. Somebody had to have drawn that line on a map somewhere, but it was lost. You know, that physical recording wasn't digitized. It's not in a computer base, uh, a database, right? Like, so now what is the, what, what are the steps to, you know, kind of eliminate those problems of the future? Well, our process is, first thing we do is we, we notify 811. So every state has a number or a website, a Texas 811, New Mexico 811, whatever it is. Yeah, every yeah. state has their, their locating service. So that's the first step. Um, so you have to do that 48 hours before your job starts. So every job, you guys every do. job, every wow. bore we do has to have a one call. Okay. So, uh, we have someone in our department that does that. Um, it, whether you're the contractor or a subcontractor, everyone has to have their own ticket hmm. to cover you. So after, after 48 hours, everyone is supposed to mark all their lines that are in your area. So they mark them with paint or flags. That's when we come in or our customer goes in and we actually physically hydrovac every line so that we know where they're at. Hydrovac. Yeah. Uh, it's a big vac truck that uses a uh, high pressure water mm -hmm. and we actually use the water to cut the ground down to the utility oh, right and on. it sucks the material out and then we can physically see the, 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 uh, utility that mm -hmm. we're crossing so then that's when we decide whether we're going to go above it most of the time it's below it and we'll drill at least three feet under that utility wow it's at least 45 times better than digging with a shovel yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's awesome it's just high pressure water like a yeah just a like a pressure, pressure wand yeah. yeah and you have like an eight inch vacuum tube that comes off the back a huge vacuum tank and you set that in the ground and start cutting around it and it sucks everything in <laughs> So, I mean, it, it's that, that technology has come a long way. That, that stuff is awesome. So if we have a utility that's not marked and we know it's there, then we can call in a no response on the owner of the utility. Okay. And they'll, if they've missed it, they'll come out and mark it or they'll contact Whoa. you. So 811 has yeah. a database? You guys mm -hmm. lock into the, oh, yep. okay. So you kind of have an idea of what is is there with mm -hmm. all the research that mm -hmm. 811 is what, federal? Or is that a a private company that does 811? What is that? It's state-funded. State state, yeah, state-funded deal. Correct. You haven't seen the commercials where yeah, the oh, guy pops the trunk and he's pulling his shovels out, no. fixing to do something, and he says, did you call 811 before you <laughs> dig that hole? <laughs> you know? <And> then, <laughs> Gets you every time, huh? Commercial. <laughs> 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 oh, man. I have seen the 811, Texas 811 kind of locating pipe stuff. I have seen yeah, that. Yeah. I have seen that. You even have to call that, like, if you're going to dig anything in your backyard. Say you want to Whoa. put in a sprinkler system or you want to put in a shop. Anything, any, if you, even if you're going to put in a fence, you have to call 811 because you're going to be digging anything under, like, six or eight inches underground. What? Well, you six have your gas lines, inches. your water lines. You have to know where all that's at. Like, six like if you're going to get a shop put in, uh, they have to know where all utilities are. Make sure you're not going to block nothing. I mean, it's it's, it's just it, – it's, it's an infrastructure system. They know where everything is underground to a certain extent. There's older stuff that, that hasn't been marked, or sometimes people put stuff in without saying nothing. Uh, it just – it covers your back that way. Wow. If, if, if you go out to do something, 
and you happen to hit something, if it wasn't marked and you did your 811, it's not on you. Okay. I got I get you. Those tickets are good for 14 days in most states. Okay. I mean, like currently we have 30 tickets. I have 30 tickets open Whoa. right now. So Damn. Uh, it, it's just another step, you know, that yeah. we got to do day to day. Makes sense. I mean, especially with the, the old time stories that you're talking about. Uh, do you guys then, so you have a database, you have some mapping software that you use that pulls up all the known lines of an area and then you start mapping out the job or how do you? There's certain cities that have them. Like when I was in Louisville, uh-huh. um, Louisville had a, a website you could go to and it would pull up most of the city's lines, most of them where you can have an idea of butter and sewer yeah, yeah it, it's it's really up to each company to have track of their own stuff that way whenever you do when they get the 811 call say hey someone's going to dig in your area they have all their systems to where they can go out and put the flags down so that you can find it i mean it it it's it's a good uh scenario i guess but it, it doesn't work in every single one yeah um but i mean for the for the most part i mean that it, it works great you go out there two days later, you have flags everywhere, yeah. and you're just looking. You look for the lines, and uh, you have they have a certain distance that that covers like their their line, so they can't just put flags down and they be ten foot off. That that doesn't work. Okay. We we have a certain amount of foot on each side of where their flags are to look. If we if we look there down deep enough. Um, and we, we let them know, Hey, look, we couldn't find it. And if, if they don't do anything about it with, you know, within a certain amount of time or, you know, we can't just not do a job because they can't come out and find their mm-hmm. line. Um, mm-hmm. what that does looking in that area that, that covers us where if we have, you know, we have to get this done. We couldn't, we didn't have any contact from that company. We looked where they said their line was that kind of takes it off our back. We, we never, we never do that, but we, you know, when push comes to shove, if we have to get a line in and, and they've been negligent to come and find their line or help us find their mm-hmm. line, you know, we, we've covered our, you know, everything we need to do, we go ahead and bore. So if like for this example you had where that line, they didn't know it exists, you guys actually found it, you tracked it, you, you figured it out, right? Yeah. So then do you internally now have a map and that's something that's digitized and something that exists that says here it is, we know exactly where this thing is and no, really nobody else does? Um, we worked with a city there and so they now have a they, map. They, they now know exactly. They, they mapped it out. You, yeah. Because of what yeah. you guys provided. Now, when we complete a bore or a project, we have our own, uh, system that, uh, profiles that we turn into our customer when we're done showing where the pipe we just installed right is. Perfect. Um, it's like located yeah, you know, yeah, down yeah. to you know, what some yeah. kind of grid some kind of shows, it's a grid with a map on it shows yeah. where it is right and on. gps and all that good stuff so that's interesting it's almost like a database worth worth money i feel like you know that, that much so, so much information right there that's not really available you know easily that's true yeah that's, that's, that's very true um all right completion part of the show let's roll into this thing and uh let's talk about first what is the craziest job you've completed? Like how deep generally do you go? But like, what's the deepest and the longest or like 
talk to me about a job that you guys have completed that was like pushing the envelope of the equipment, right? Like really like, are we about to do this? Are we going to make, you know, this kind of bore this deep, you know, or this rock was really hard, a limestone you had to go through or something. Oh, we've probably got a thousand stories oh, each. <laughs> uh, well, as far as depth, um, we just, last year we completed a bore. It was a 16 inch steel pipe, uh, three, seven, five wall thick. Uh, it was 20, the bore was 2,400 feet long and Whoa. our max depth was 110 feet. Whoa. So what? that's the kind of capabilities you know that you went 110 feet vertical and then you took off and went horizontal 2400 feet full curve on a 2000 bend radius and if you're not on a bend radius when i say a 2000 bend radius 16 inch pipe it takes 2000 feet of it to make a full circle so that's that's we drilled that we drilled that hole on a full curve and our max depth was 110 feet deep. Whoa. So it's that, That's blowing me away. You guys have some very serious equipment. I was told by a horizontal driller back in the day that you can't go longer horizontally than you can vertically. Or there's some ratio that, you know, there's some limit where you just can't push anymore out unless you have more vertical. You know, but you went 110 and then a half a mile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What the hell? The longest drill we've done to date at West Texas Boring was 3,500 feet. 3,500 3, feet. 16 inch? Yeah. 16 inch. Jeez. 16 inch pipe, yeah. 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 That's a big freaking hole, right. man. Wow. And how about uh, the hardest rock you guys ever come into contact with? Anything crazy, like just breaking bits, can't cut it? Uh, yeah, I would say it was under the San Saba River. San was, Saba River. Yep. Yeah, uh, it's granite. Uh, Whoa. And, uh, it was just melting bits. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. That, that river was, that rock was legit. Um, I think it took us three pilot bits to get across there. Shoot. Um, yeah. So, yeah, if anybody wants to drill the San Saba River, <laughs> I think I'd just stay away from that one. <laughs> but we got it. We got the job done, right? Wow. Yeah, we're, we are sitting in West Texas Boring's office about to watch their TikTok account, so you can follow them on TikTok. Uh, but pictures and videos of kind of how this technology works. So we're, we're going to tune in, watch this thing. Feel free to talk into the mics while we're, while we're watching this. I might have some questions. It's amazing that we, this, this social media has really developed over the years. And when we brought uh, McKaylee McNabb on as our uh, director of marketing, she, the first thing that she did was start to create a real national presence for us. Uh, within our social media opportunities, and uh, so one point seven million yes. views of that latter one. Correct. What's going on there? I want to watch uh, that one. <clears throat> that two point yeah. seven million views. Look at you guys. TikTok famous. Yeah, this this one's in Rock, where the Reamer was. They were pushing it out. Let's watch that. Oh my <laughs> this gosh! Is real this one right here was uh, in Artesian, New Mexico. We were drilling. Uh, dual 36 inch steel lines uh on grade these these boards came out within an inch where they were supposed to be is that right yeah. the precision's incredible yeah. who's counting on the <laughs> cement there uh 
<laughs> this one here's uh what is that that's us cleaning our mud uh, what so we reclaim our mud while we're drilling and that's the cuttings coming off off the cleaner so we, that's foam we reuse all the drilling fluid that we're drilling with what does that f- what does that actually feel like it's, the it's just sand di- it's just dirt okay. it's, uh, it almost feels like play-doh wow yeah. And that's coming from formation How mostly, about, right? And water. You guys are mixing up chemicals and water to keep solid, you know, keep it from getting little, too messed up. Little drone shot here. That's a hundred thousand pound rig. That it'll pull a hundred thousand pounds. Wow. Uh, that cleaner right there is what's cleaning the fluid as we're re, re reclaiming it. So pause that for a second. That's oh, kind of annoying TikTok, but that's all right. So, all right, we're looking at the actual. The drill is the yellow uh, drill there. It holds the rods on it, has a self-loading rod loader. Is, oh, yeah, you see the rods on the yeah. side. And then there's a pump in that pit up front. Okay. We'll pull the mud out of there as it's coming out, clean it, and it goes back to the drill so we can reuse it. To get it back at the drill bit so it's cooling and yeah. doing yep. what it needs to yep. do. And that hundred thousand pound deal does all that. It's got mm-hmm. a shaker. It's got the. It's recycling it, the mud. It has, it has that drill has the a pump on it that's capable of pumping two hundred fifty gallons a minute. Wow! To run the tool, and when the mud comes out of your borehole, there we'll pull it from the pit with a pump. Yeah. Clean it on that green cleaner there, and then it goes back to the rig. Okay, so it's coming up onto this deal on the side mm-hmm. of this this uh, yep. trench. Okay. All right, that's actually cleaning it, bringing back the clean to the drilling. Correct. Yeah. Okay, so those are you own both of those Correct. deals. Yeah. Jeez, and you guys run the trucks, you guys own the trucks, or you guys pay, you guys run, you guys own all the equipment. All the equipment. Yeah. Yeah, all your do guys all, doing we, this. We do our own trucking. Setting. Everything. Every, everything. Yeah, we're full turnkey service. You guys got drillers that have been sitting and, and you know putting a bunch of hours on this specific drill rig. That's yep. that's me in there. That's yep. is that right? That's Mike my in there. Yeah. There you that go. Rig. Who's that standing next to it? Uh, it's probably an inspector. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all hiring? We're always hiring. We're always hiring. We're yeah. Always hiring. Absolutely. All right. Okay. We're getting ready to go to the job fair uh, here at the Marriott in Odessa, February twenty second, and uh, we're looking forward to hopefully getting a few people. That one that's turning the twelve. Oh yeah, look at that thing. That's a Whoa. fifty. That's a fifty-four inch Whoa. reamer. Oh, look at that! The hole. Fifty-four inch reamer. We're gonna put. I think we put forty. Maybe it's a fifty-two inch reamer. We're putting. We're gonna put it. Pull in forty-two inch steel pipe in that in that bore. Shit. Wow, look at that thing. Wow, 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 wow. So look at pumping, it shaking. He's pumping fluid and cutting the hole at the same time. The fluid in the mud carries the cuttings out and cleans the hole. Are you purposely making it rattle like no, that? No, it's just because it's just okay. starting in. Yeah, then it smooths out. Once it gets up in the hole, it'll it'll smooth out. Wow, man. Like what get kind of horsepower one. are we talking about? No, the left one. Yeah. Well, on, on, on those, it's not really horsepower. Like it doesn't really – the correlation between the motor – and the power it puts out, what uh, what what brings the power is the hydraulics. Oh, so the yeah, the, the motor right. just runs pump after pump after pump, and uh, we have anywhere from four to sometimes six pulling motors 
you know, to, to move up and down the track. That's where you get your pull. Okay. And then you have uh, three to four uh, rotation motors that actually get your spin. So they have lots of torque and pullback. So it's kind of the hydraulic system that, that they have. But it's, it's amazing what these things can do. Uh, one of the jobs we did, yeah, that, that right there shows he's doing his first, <laughs> his first cut. And uh, the rock actually broke as he was getting ready to cut through the wall. So you can see how much he's cut. You can see how it cuts in, but the rock broke because he was pulling on it. <laughs> that is such a cool picture. Yeah. That's a cool yard piece for sure. So when, when they start the bore, they drill the initial pilot hole across, which they can steer it. So they can make it go right, left, up, down, all the way across. Wow. And once you steerable yep, deal yeah and we wow. can we can locate exactly to the inch how deep it is and where it's at gps built little computer on the front of that thing basically there's a transmitter Jeez. inside the drill head once they punch out we take that tool off and we put a reamer on that has cutters on the opposite side so we rotate and pull back to the rig to cut to cut the final size hole oh whoa after that's done we push back through the hole after it's cut we hook up to the product and pull it through with the machine gosh dang man you guys are really thinking about this <laughs> this one here there this is the initial pilot hole we're talking about they're punching out right now wow yeah, oh man that's a fluid what what size hole was that that, that was seemed pretty that small. was a small rig yeah. it's only a five inch hole they're punching out yeah, one of the cooler jobs that I did uh, was in Kentucky. It was a 3,200-foot. <clears throat> so we're set up in the middle of town. Like, usually we're set up, like, in gas stations. We're set up right in front of a Thornton's. What? So, I mean, it, it was cool because I can go in and get a snack whenever I wanted nice, to. I'm a, nice. I'm a sugar guy. So, man, I was I was in heaven. But um, <clears throat> we're drilling down uh, probably about 50 foot. And in Kentucky, there's a lot of rock, hard rock. Okay. Um. I was able to drill out about wow. twenty five hundred foot uh, before I started to to lose push. I couldn't steer because we're so far out. So we had another rig set up on the opposite side, and we had to drill down. And we've got about a six inch hole, so we had to start up. We drilled about another almost a thousand foot to meet up, but we were actually able to meet. We're about fifty foot deep. We actually intersected the hole, which for me, we don't have to do that very often. There's, I mean, it can be done, but man, it's just, that was, that was a cool one. That's Uh, really cool. So that one ended up being 3,200 foot long. Um, And that was doing the fiber stuff. That was, to me, that was, that was pretty sweet. And how big of a hole was it? uh, About a six, seven inch hole. That's, we were just doing our pilot on on one of those uh, 100,000 pound rigs. Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't even probably be able to take two knives and and make them touch through a cake. You know what I mean? You're doing it. <laughs> yeah, it, it it was it was pretty stressful. That that's what made it so such a cool job is uh, if we didn't hit, what do you do? We're we're we keep on drilling. Try to drill try three, to go the thirty two hundred foot out the other way. That so was the we we, we were <laughs> man, we we hit it dead on. So man, we were pumped as, 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 as the groups. Man, whenever we. Started pushing real fast, man. That, that, was, that was awesome. That's one of those moments where it's like, moment, man, that's that's pretty crazy. It, it's we did some cool stuff down there. What a moment, man! What a moment. Well, it's cool to know, like you know, talking about completion, we can wrap it up. You know, it's not just oil and gas, right? You guys have the history and the experience, and obviously the team that is anything that needs to be done for locating, boring, you know, and and helping with pipelines, water 
ranchers, oil and gas, obviously being in West Texas, but you know, you, you kind of have a fail safe there and the company seems for sure big enough and stable enough and strong enough to, to stand what, what's to come, you know, that's, Absolutely. and that's exciting. Yeah. That's you know, exciting. I'll say this. We, we were talking about this the other day in one of our meetings that, uh, if you look back a few years ago, uh, the amount of oil and gas business that we did was right around probably 90% of what we did. And, uh, I can say that with the leadership of Derek and like Michael and, uh, Mark, the crew that's here, uh, we diversified into, you know, more of what we're doing today. And, uh, again, not just focused on the Permian and, and the, the, the Eagleford Jail and, uh, the Delaware, but more of a national branding. And so like Derek said earlier, we're, we're willing to go where we got to go to, to do the job and we'll do it uh, safely and efficiently and effectively and, and do it the best of our ability. And that's, what's so cool about these guys is that we, we saw the opportunity to diversify and they, and we did it successful. Yeah. Now, I'm big say a big part of that too is Chris Slayton. Uh, Chris, Slayton, Chris is uh, Chris Slayton is one of our vice presidents. Also, he's of uh, South Operations. Uh, we have two yards. Our main yard here is in Odessa. Uh, the other yard is down in Converse, Texas, South Texas, South uh, of San Antonio. And cool. uh, but Chris is a big part of our operations. Where uh, he's out there wheeling and dealing. He, he has got great connections. Uh, and has really helped again help the company diversify. And he joined us back in f- 2015. Uh, and we just recently added a new director of telecommunications, Josh Groover. Uh, and Josh joined us, gosh, 60 days ago. <laughs> so, uh, and his his opportunity uh, with the company is to really develop the fiber world for us. And uh, so, again, wow. we continue to grow, and we're excited about the future for West Texas Boring. Right, right on, right on. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. We talk about that all the time. You know how exciting it is. Uh, moving forward, right? Everybody seems to kind of have shaken off what this last couple of years is. And, and we have this vision and you guys have a team, you guys are ready for whatever, yeah. you know, comes. Uh, are you worried about anything with the, the oil and gas industry in particular with, uh, you know, the latest on critical infrastructure? That's a big topic, you know, with this polar vortex and, you know, is that going to happen again? And if it does, you know, how are we ready for it? Uh, the earthquakes, you know, what do you guys think about the oil and gas industry? What's your perspective right now? Ooh, that's that's a good one. I mean, uh, <clears throat> everything gets improved every day, safety-wise. I mean, you look back 10 years ago, the way we used to do stuff, we, well, we were crazy doing the way, you know, doing stuff <laughs> the way we did back then, you know. we. You yeah. look back 20 years, I mean. Oh, man. You know, you, you saw people in flip flops. You saw people in tank tops. <laughs> I mean, look look at He's some of those drilling flip-flop. rig videos where you know there's a guy out there just covered in mud in a tank top. You know, <laughs> just regular yeah. pants, and and yeah. that's just we, we constantly improve. Sa- safety's the head of the forefront. I mean, that's that's that's, that's right. what's spearheading it all. Just safety, everything just working safer, and uh, that that makes new technology. That makes everything easier, better, faster, um, and that in our industry for sure i mean you look back 15 years ago what we were drilling with compared to what we have now man it's it's, there's no comparison yeah no comparison at all there's always going to be a demand for oil and gas um yeah but west texas boring is making the steps to diversify this company to where we need to be um we were water sewer fiber gas distribution you know there is a high demand for hdd um in this day and time with you know the infrastructure is like you said gas distribution 
you got old gas pipes it's got to be replaced with htpe poly you know there's a high demand in the city to to get that stuff replaced so uh, you know one of these concepts that happened last night with the railroad commission and people talking about this is the critical infrastructure you know you all right so you're building a new facility and the railroad commission now has a policy that says it needs to be winterized this location this deal needs to be winterized now the operator is going to go shit i got another hundred thousand dollars on this facility cost because i got to wrap all my pipes i got to do you know what what does winterizing actually mean in the pipeline business what are they actually doing what are some of the tactics to winterize the pipes to make sure it doesn't freeze it doesn't break in severe cold weather like we had with with winter storm yuri for example man that's it's well you saw what happened right everyone shut down people didn't have water for for weeks right. people didn't have gas for weeks i mean we literally have water lines exposed running outside on top of the ground on top of buildings uh that was a big thing that we noticed working in kentucky is they have everything winterized i mean everything is is made to function in cold situations where up here we're we're just not made for it a lot of that is the infrastructure the water lines were they're old they're they're put in too shallow and and they're old pipes so that's when you run into the freeze problem and the pipes breaking in town. They're, they're too shallow because they were put in in 1940, you know. Um, you know so it's more important to go back to the old stuff and fix it than stress about what's coming in new? Well, yeah, and these, they're not deep enough. If the pipes are deeper, they're insulated. You know, By the nature. ground, they insulate them, yeah. When you, have, when you have a water line that's 12 inches deep, it's a main line in Odessa, Texas, that's – when when it's when the temperature gets to negative temperatures, which it rarely does, but when it does, we have issues. Wow! You know, but if it was two, 24 inches, well, if yeah, if it was five foot deep like okay. it should be, whoa, then then the the ground will insulate it, you know, and it's good quality pipe, you know, not fifty years old. Yeah. So wow, you you've got to attack both fronts though. I mean, all the new infrastructure, yeah, of course, make sure it's up to right up to snuff, but. But also, you can't just, I mean, I, I don't know how hard it is to go back and take care of all the old stuff. I'm pretty sure it's something that they want to do, but that that's just going to take time. Yeah. I mean, what do you, yeah. But that's that's kind of what we do. I mean, we'll, we drill water lines. We drill sewer lines. I mean, it's right. it's it's stuff that's going to happen in time, but that's, that's what we do. That's what we're going to be here for. Uh, last thing for completion, we'll do the, 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 uh, the intro. Uh, so in operations and I, like I said, I've run a little oil and gas thing. I'm always talking to people that I know. And this one comes from conversation with Anthony, the mindset that an operator has to have in operations is if it can go wrong, you know, it will, it's going to go wrong, right? That's the mindset you have to have. And those are the solutions you drive forward with, you know, if it can go wrong, it will. So how are we going to fix this now? Let's just assume that it will go wrong. Is that kind of how you approach things too is that kind of the you know a <clears throat> mindset for operations yeah uh a little too conservative maybe man I, whenever i go in to to a job and it, it all we, we i've done it enough to where i can i know what my equipment's capable of i'm not going to push my equipment further than you know you know i'm not going to do more than than my machine can do um Sometimes you get into situations where you just don't, 
you don't know something happens there was a line there i mean there's you never know what's going to happen you 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 try for the best and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't and then if it doesn't you figure out how to make it work right um yeah it's it's just, there's just too many too many variables in every every single job right uh to to think of everything right but uh man we we've we've done it long enough and right. we we kind of know what what our area is like um yep. so how it's yeah. it's it's not really too big a stress we yeah, you rely on your experience, mm-hmm. you rely on what, what that is. How do you guys find new tools? How are you researching and finding, like, what's the best next drill machine or the next drill bit? You know, who's doing that for the company? Um, <clears throat> I, Me and Chris, uh, our South Texas manager, uh, we, we go to trade shows. Cool. Um, probably three times a year where they introduce new equipment and new technology. And uh, Perfect. It's kind of... One of my uh, niches is I'm always I try to stay on top of that, cause so we can have the latest and greatest stuff for our guys. Yeah, that's you know that's one thing I do say, man. We have the best equipment, absolutely the best. I'm always on our guys to keep it clean and right keep on. it running good, stay on top of it, keep it maintenance. Man, we have the best equipment. Uh, it's got to make a huge that, difference. That, Your it job's does. getting done. It faster. does absolutely You're, right. Like, you're reliable. Yeah. You know, you're not working with a bunch of old beat down shit. How did you guys afford that? I mean, obviously the success of the company is able to pay for that. You know, that's expensive. It's hard to do, but you're doing it. So that's cool. Right on. That's the show. All right. Awesome. Right on. Anybody want to sing some? You want to do karaoke now? You want to get drunk? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go get something to drink. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <laughs>